Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Third John, are you there? Everybody there? Okay, we said this is going to be our base verse for the series, so I just want to go over it one more time. This is kind of what this whole series is based upon. Third John, it's only one chapter. Verse number two, it says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is what? Getting along well. Even as your soul is getting along well. If you can, flip over to the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Is it okay if we read two passages? I think this is church. Is it okay? We read two passages. I know we're not supposed to read the Bible in church, but Genesis chapter 2. Go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. Go all the way to Genesis. Genesis chapter 2. I, wanna, I want us to focus on this passage uh, this morning. And out of this passage is what we're going to be talking about for the next uh, about 25 minutes. So in verse 8, beginning in verse 8, it says, Now the Lord God, Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden. And there he put man, and he had formed, that, that man that he formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden, there was a tree of life and a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Skip down to verse 15 really quick. It says, Then the Lord God took man, and he put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly what? The Lord God said, it's not, for, it's not good for man to be alone, so I'll make a helper suitable for him. Anybody, any single people here waiting for a, a, a helper that's suitable for you? Come on, where are the single people at? Don't act like you ain't thirsty. You mad thirsty. Now the Lord God had formed them out of the ground, the wild animals and the birds in the sky. He brought the man to, to see what he would name them. And whatever he called each living creature, that was his name. Verse 20, so the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. He was lonely. And it says, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman. Can all the men say amen? Come on, Ricky, that was too loud. And then he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And it shall be called women, for she was taken out of the man. And that is why a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Out of Genesis chapter 2, these few verses that we read here today, I want to share a message with you today as we continue week 2 of our series called Inside Out. And today's subject, if you can, write it down on a notebook or on your phone. I want to talk from the topic, refresh my soul. Refresh, thank you, refresh my soul. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, refresh my soul. Refresh my soul. And uh, I pray that you're doing well as we're kicking off this new year. And if not, I hope that together as a community, as a church, we can do this together. We can be healthy on the inside. Come on. Anybody believe that God wants great things for us this year? Come on. Anybody believe in that? It's only going to come if we're stronger on the inside than we are on the outside. So that's what we're talking about through this series, and I hope it can help you out. Come on. Why don't we close our eyes, bow our head. And uh, by the way, right, by the way, before we pray, it is Ryan's birthday today. This guy... <laughs> I love Ryan. We love Ryan. 
and uh, he's one of the best drummers in the world, and we are blessed to have you in this house. Happy birthday. God, but it's okay, the hi-hat, but it, you know what? You'll make it work regardless. We love you. We thank God for your life, and uh, I believe God has great and mighty things for you. He's an awesome man of God. Come on, can we thank God for Ryan? He's also an eligible bachelor. He likes long walks on the beach, and uh, just saying. Come on, let's close our eyes and ask God to bless this time. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time together as a family, as a community. God, we pray that you would have, there it is, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you would have your way in this place. God, have your way in this service. Have your way in our lives. Thank you for this time that we get to gather as a family. And God, this year, we're starting off saying we want to be healthy on the inside. We want to be strong in our soul. Help us, God. I pray for each and every single person right now in this room in the overflow watching online or on the radio god that you would bring health to their soul god i thank you and we love you it is in jesus name that we pray all god's people say amen. come on all god's people say amen amen amen, amen. roll it's good to see you i'm glad you're here in the house hey is anybody doing the fast with us anybody doing the fast with us the 21 day fast we're on day 14 come on raise your hand raise your hand come on raise your hand i know you're fasting in your week but you can raise it up come on you're strong on the inside in Jesus' name. A lot of people doing the fast with us. Okay. Uh, because of the fast, we've been debating what is healthy to eat and what is not. Has anybody known there's a debate about healthy food? Have you ever been confused about what is healthy and what is not healthy to eat? Anybody in here? One day they tell you eggs are good for you. The next day they tell you eggs are bad for you. One day they say coffee's great for you. The next day they say coffee's bad for you. You don't know what to do. The other day we were talking about the fast, and, and somebody said, hey, we can pass by McDonald's and get a smoothie. It is great for you. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And we said, that, that smoothie is really like five cans of soda in one smoothie. It is pure sugar. How many know that? How many know that? I'm sorry, you're getting a health lesson today really quick, but it's, 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 it's not supposedly healthy for you. There are healthy places. For example, our cafe makes an incredible healthy green smoothie, just saying. And uh, no sugar. You can ask for no sugar. But, but, but there's all this debate, what's healthy, what's not. Should I eat this? Should I not? And uh, I've become, like, a little bit concerned about it. The other day, since we're doing the fast, we're trying to eat only vegetarian food. And uh, so Naveed said, hey, there's this place where they sell falafels. Anybody know what falafels are? There's, okay. They're great. But some of them, they can be fried. And if you eat too much, then it becomes unhealthy for you. I was reading afterwards. And I'm just like, there goes my falafels as well. I can't eat anything in Jesus' name. And... <laughs> There's just all this debate on what is healthy and what is not. And if we're not careful over time, we're just lost and confused. And we're just like, bro, I'll eat anything. I don't care. It's healthy. I'll eat a banana. Bananas are unhealthy. Coffee, coffee's unhealthy. Everything is unhealthy and we end up confused and lost. Have you ever felt like that about food? I don't know. I'm trying to get an eight-pack and I don't know what to eat. Can somebody tell me what to eat? And there's all this confusion. I think just like there's confusion about healthy food for our bodies, there's the same confusion as how our souls can be healthy. How can our souls maintain healthy? We say, Alex, okay, I know I have a soul, but how can my soul be in great health? We started talking about the soul last week, and we said that our soul is where our mind, will, and our emotions are. It's, where our, it's our interior state, how we are on the inside, the real you. The body is just an exterior shell. The body is just a frame on the outside. Some of us, we know we have a good frame. You're like, I, I like my frame pretty good. But that's not who you are. Who you are is really who you are on the inside. It is your soul. And we said we want to start 2017 with a healthy soul. Because we said you could be strong on the outside but be broken on the inside. Come on, we can have all the 8-packs, 12-packs, 24-packs you want. But, but you can be 
weak and strong and, 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 and broken on the inside. How are you doing on the inside as we're starting this year? A lot of us, we make resolutions. I want to do this. I want to do that. But how are you doing on the inside, in your emotions, in your will, in your mind? And we said, listen, we are not a body with a soul. We are a soul with a body. Come on. Can we say that together? We're not a body with a soul. We are a soul with a So we all have a soul. We all have a soul. And so we started saying, okay, our soul. How do we maintain a healthy soul? We said spending time with Jesus and being at the feet of Jesus. That's one thing. But how do I maintain that? Practical ways that I can do that. So we're going to talk about in week two. How is your soul? Your soul is important. Look what Proverbs says. Look at the book of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. If we could put it up, it says a healthy spirit conquers adversity. How good is that? If you're healthy on the inside, you can overcome anything on the outside. Oh, come on. Can anybody shout amen to that? That's good. A healthy spirit conquers adversity, but what can you do when the spirit is crushed? What can you do when the spirit is crushed? If you're not well on the inside, then anything will overcome you on the outside. Can I repeat that? If you're not well on the inside, anything will overcome you on the outside. How are you on the inside? We're talking about the soul. How's your soul? So many people living with an unhealthy soul. Your soul's all over the place. Your mind's all over the place. Your emotions, I think we've all been there at times. We're not saying we're perfect. All of us have been there. We're just like, man, today, pff, I'm all over the place. My mind, my will, my emotions, everything. Are you just snapping at people? I don't know why I just screamed at my wife and at my kids and my husband. And I'm just in a bad mood and I'm going to work. And I'm, Where are you? We don't want to start off the that. We want to start off the year saying, I want to be strong on the inside, healthy and sane, relaxed, trusting God on the inside. Not with anxious, not, not fear, not with worry, but trusting God in every step of every day that he's for me, that he's with me, stable on the inside. Anybody want to start off strong? On the inside. So what do you do when the spirit is crushed? Maybe you walked in here today and you're saying, Alex, that's me. Alex, that's me. I feel weak inside. I, I feel unstable. I feel like my mind's all over the place. I don't know exactly what to do. Why am I acting this way? I feel tired. I'm weary. I'm, I, I'm just, I don't know what else to do. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11. This, I love what Jesus said here in Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your Jesus says, come to me all who are weary. I'll give you rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. If we want to find out how we can have a healthy soul then surely we have to go back to the one who created the soul. If you want to know about the soul, go back to the one who created the soul. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to say, okay, we're talking about the soul. We're talking about our inside state, our interior state. And it is not well. Some of us came in here. We went through a tough 2016. Your family went through a tough. Maybe you're still feeling the effects of it today. Maybe you're under financial burden. Maybe you're going through a, st a stress of a broken marriage. Maybe your kids are running away from home. I don't know how you walked in here today, but I believe that God doesn't want you to be weak on the inside but strong and say, no matter what I walk through a spirit that is strong inside can overcome adversity on the outside so what does God say about the soul what does God say about the soul and I think the best place to start is the book of Genesis where God created everything and so we read Genesis chapter 2 is the account of creation he begins to form man and we see there that God begins to describe by the way I just want you to know something when God first made creation how many know he made everything perfect God made everything perfect. Everything was awesome. It was incredible, but all of a sudden sin came into the picture. 
And sin corrupted what God had made. If you go back to the original plan, the original home, everything was perfect. It was the optimal place for our souls to thrive. But then sin came into place. And by the way, all of us are sinners. All of us have sinned. In fact, the Bible says that sin came into the picture and now we're all born in sin. We all, from the moment we are born, we are inclined to sin. The other day, my friend was showing me a video of his daughter, about two years old, and she grabbed a bowl of food, went to a room, and spilled it all over the room, food all over the place. And he's calling for her, calling for her, can't find her. All of a sudden, he walks into the room, and he sees food everywhere. I mean, it was a mess. And he says, hey, wh- what are you doing? And she's hiding the bowl behind her back. What are you doing? And she's like, nothing. I didn't have no bowl. I don't have nothing in my hands. <laughs> Some of you are saying, I got sin in my house. I know my son and my daughter. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? From the moment we're born, we're inclined to lie and to just to sin. And so sin came to corrupt what God did. But like God, God is always an awesome God and a good God. That's why he sent his son Jesus to come die for you and for me. Come on, is anybody glad for Jesus this morning? Come on, that where sin came to break, Jesus came to heal. That where sin came to separate, Jesus came to unite. Come on, he is the son of God. He is so good. He loves you and I. Maybe you're in here today bound by sin. Jesus can be your savior. And before you can understand the elements of creation, you have to understand there was first the one that was above creation, Jesus. If you want a healthy soul, it begins with a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of service, but Jesus came to make everything go. The Bible says, him who knew no sin became sin so that you and I could be the righteousness of God. Come on, is it, anybody glad to hear that we can be the righteousness of God? So I, I'm a sinful person, but yet Jesus came and he took away my sin, and now I'm righteous with God. And now my soul can go back to the original plan. Because of Jesus, we can go back to the original plan of God. So we go back to the original state and we look at the Garden of Eden. Look at Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, what we talked about. It says, now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, a garden in the east, in Eden. And there he put the man he had formed. Verse 9, the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for, good for. Notice this, it says, the Lord God made a garden in Eden. He made a garden in Eden. You know what gardens represent? Gardens represent a peace. Anybody love just moments of rest looking at a garden? You know, the first thing that our soul needs, I want to give you four elements that we can look at here that God gave us for a healthy soul. The optimal place that God made for you and I. The first thing is our souls need rest. Our souls need rest. God made a garden. You know what God made? God made paradise for you and I. He made paradise. It is a garden with rivers running through it. It says trees that were pleasing to the eye that you could look at. And you're like, my God, these trees look amazing. I know right now we're probably not tree watchers. We don't go out and look at, look at trees. But some of us, we've been on vacation and we've seen some sights, some beautiful landscapes. That when you're looking at it, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Wow. All of a sudden your soul feels at rest. It says the trees were pleasing to the eye and the fruit was good for food. The fruit was delicious. Oh, this is, God put us in the best place of rest. You know, Christianity, really, what it's about is not religion. It's really about rest. And some of us, as the year starts, we don't need to be more busy doing stuff. We actually need to rest more on God and trust in his promises and know that he's got us. There's something about taking a break and saying, you know what? I need rest right now. I need rest. God made man to rest. I bet you if you ask a bunch of people, the last thing they would think about God is that God is a God of rest. They would say, hey, what do you think about God? What do you think about Christianity? Well, it's about working. 
It's about working to be better. I got to be a better person. I got to help, you know, people across the street. And I, I got to just be good. I got to complete the Ten Commandments. I just got to work and do more. Uh, true Christianity, that's not what it's about. That's religion. Christianity is about relationship and resting in the fact that he loves me, resting in the fact that he's got me. I'm going to rest that he's in control and I'm not. There's a difference between relationship and religion. God doesn't want religion. He wants relationship. He wants you to rest in him. wonder if today you came in tired, weary, burdened. I think what you need is some rest in your life. To say, you know what, I'm going to rest in his love. I'm going to rest in that he's got me. Can I tell you, God would never love you more than he does today, and he can't love you any less. He loves you with everything that he has right here, right now. Some of you need to stop, start resting in his love. He loves me. He's got me. Oh, I'm going to take a rest. You know, one of, the, one of the most powerful things that you can do sometimes is take a nap. It's biblical. Uh, a lot of people say amen. Psalm chapter 127. Psalm chapter 127. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. I think one of the greatest weapons of the enemy is to steal your sleep. Oh, how many people are living in today's generation, in today's world, with insomnia? You can't sleep with anxiety, with fear, with worry, with stress. That's not the God that we serve. That's not how he created us to live. He created us to be at peace, at rest, trusting in him that he's God, that he's in control, that he loves me, and that he's for me. I'm going to rest in him. You know, I think a lack of sleep can be a sign that you're in control, and good sleep is a sign that, you know, God is in control. Oh, I'm just going to rest. I'm not going to stay up late. Guess what? I'm not the only provider and protector of my life. God's got me. He's in control. Some of you, you need to stop going from meeting to meeting, from soccer practice to ballet practice, back to football practice, back to I don't know what, back to work meetings, working up all night, going back home, opening up your laptop nonstop. You don't spend time with your kids. Don't spend time with your wife. Don't spend time with your husband. What you need to do is shut off everything and say, I'm going to rest in my God. I need some rest. I've shared this story numerous times, but when my aunt was dying, one of the things that I know the devil tried doing in my life is taking away my sleep. There's nothing worse than not being able to sleep. Have you ever talked to somebody that they've gone days and weeks without sleep? It is horrible. And I love what the Bible says. This became one of my life verses. Look at this, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be, oh, come on, anybody wants some sweet sleep in their life? I'm not talking about being lazy. I'm talking about trusting in God. There's a difference about, you know, you're sleeping 15, 20 hours, no job. That's something different. I'm talking about you are working, working, working in vain, and you don't stop to say, you know what? I'm going to shut off everything. I'm going to go to sleep in, in peace. I know he will give me sweet sleep tonight because while I sleep, he works. While I sleep, he's watching over me. While I sleep, he's providing. While I sleep, he's got me. While I sleep, he sustains me. Come on, is anybody glad we serve a God that sustains us? Some of us. To maintain a healthy soul, you need to start resting in 2017. It's not working 24 hours nonstop. It's not going from work to work and forgetting your family and saying, you know what, I'm going to trust him. He's got me. A lot of overtime is great, but sometimes it will steal you away from the family that God gave you. 
We want to be healthy. We want for the long run. I don't want to be great at 33. I want to be better at 70. So I want to get some rest in my life and not be overworked. The first thing is rest. And if we keep reading Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, look at what it says here in verse 15. The Lord God then took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. He put him to work it. Somebody say work it. And take care of it. The second thing we need for a healthy soul is responsibility. Responsibility. Some of you are not going to shout amen to that. You don't like responsibility. (laughs) We were made to be responsible souls. A lot of times we think of work as a curse. Well, oh wait, Alex, God gave work to Adam after sin. Remember he came and he said, by the sweat of your brow you will eat. No, no, wait a minute. Here it is before sin. He gave him responsibility before sin. We are responsible souls. There's something about having responsibility in our life that once you accomplish it, it makes you feel some kind of soul satisfaction. And in fact, if you look at the Hebrew term for work, it actually is the word serve. We were made to serve. That's why the Bible says that Jesus did not come to be served but to serve. Have you ever gone out when we do one of these community outreach and you just serve the neighborhood, serve those in need? You go home with your soul full. You go home satisfied within you, and you're just like, wow, my soul feels well because you've accomplished what God has called you to do. Some of you, you still haven't started serving in church. I think this is the year that you need to start serving and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be responsible in the house of God and serve his house. It is an honor and a privilege to work. Already? <laughs> Sounds great, but you altered my soul. And uh, it is an honor and a privilege to work. God gave us responsibility so that we can be responsible human beings who accomplish stuff. You know what's crazy? A lot of times when we go out to work or to serve, it's usually the servant that gets more blessed than the one he's serving. That's why the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. He made us responsible beings. Who are you serving? Why don't you show up to work and instead of hating Mondays, it's like the whole world hates Mondays, why don't you start looking at Mondays as an opportunity for you to serve somebody? Say, you know what, today I'm going to step into my office. Maybe you're a CEO. Step into your office and say, you know what, I'm going to serve my employees. I'm going to serve my company. Today I'm going to serve somebody. Walk into your office. Maybe you're just an employee. Say, you know what, I'm going to serve my boss. I'm going to serve my coworkers. I am called to live beyond myself. We're not selfish souls were selfless souls I want to live for more people other than myself and I want to serve somebody and then if you keep on reading this one's great and hopefully we've got time Genesis chapter 2 if you go down to verse I think it was 18 the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and take care of it go to the next one and it says the Lord God said it is not good for man no no a little bit before Genesis 2 okay there we go the Lord commanded him you are free to eat from any tree in the garden But you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The third thing that we need for a healthy soul is restriction. Restriction. You know what God is trying to show us here? That having limitations and having boundaries in our life is good for a healthy soul. It's good for a healthy soul. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Oh, you can do a whole lot of things. Doesn't mean that you should actually go out and do them. You're free to do whatever you want. Well, Alex, I have freedom. Well, real freedom is not real freedom without limitations. The same way that love is not real love without choice. God wanted us to be people with restrictions. 
because it would be healthy for our soul to see something and say, you know what? I will not do that. That is good. And it makes your soul say, okay, I'm good. I am within the freedom that God has given me. You need some restrictions in your life. One of the most powerful words that we need to begin to use in 2017 is the word no. No. Some of us, you came in here today and you're burdened down by some sin, by some addiction, by some habit, by some situations that in 2017 you need to start saying, you know what, I will not participate in that any longer. He who is free in Christ is free indeed. In Jesus' name, I will say no. You got the authority and the power to say no. Look what Paul says in the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, if we could put it up, it says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is what? You can do whatever you want, but it doesn't mean it's going to benefit you. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You know why sometimes we have a heavy soul while our family isn't getting the best of us? Because something else is that shouldn't. Maybe it's a sin, maybe it's a habit. You know what? Maybe it's work. Maybe you're a workaholic and you love to work and I got to provide and I got to do this. I gotta, sometimes say no to some overtime. So you know what? I'm going to go spend time with my wife, with my kids, with my family. I'm going to go home. I'm going to take them to the beach. I don't care. I'll take them to un charco, a puddle, wherever. But I'm going to go enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy my family in 2017. What can, what can you say no to? Maybe you came in here. Maybe it's a drug in your life. Maybe it's, it's, it's something in your life that has a hold on you. You have the power and authority in Jesus' name to say no. No. I'm going to be free in 2017. My soul is going to be healthy in 2017. My mind, my will, my emotions, it is not going to be down in the dirt, but God has called me to thrive. God has called me to be alive. God has called me to be free, and I will say no in Jesus' name. Say no. When temptation comes, no, it is good for your soul. Oh, when I see that red velvet cheesecake and I say no, it is good for my soul. You say no to something, fills you up on the inside. And say, you know what? Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. What do you got to begin to say no to? 2017. What is it in your life that maybe you're in here today? And some of you, as I'm saying this, you already know what it is. You know that thing that you got to say no to. Maybe it's, maybe it's some friendships that really aren't friends. Maybe it's some people. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's something that we're doing that is saying, you know what? That's not healthy for my soul. That mind pattern, it's not good for my soul. And if I keep playing with those thoughts, with that temptation, it's not good for my soul. Begin to say no. Have some restriction in your life. And then we see that verse 18, it says that God that made a woman for him so that he would not be alone. Crazy. God made everything perfect, and the only thing that was not good was that man was alone. The fourth thing we need for a healthy soul, the final thing, is relationships. Relationships. Imagine, everything was beautiful. Creation was perfect. God had made it the way he wanted us to live and thrive in. And all of a sudden he said, wait, wait. Man is alone. He needs a companion. And he made a woman for him. And all the men say amen. amen. But you know what? More than marriage, I really believe for a healthy soul, we need accountability. We need friends who care about us and love us and are there for us. And say, hey, how you doing? Not just, hey, how you doing? Hope you're great. No, 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 wait. How are you doing? How, how's your marriage? How's your family? How are you doing, bro? How are you doing with that, with that issue that you told me about not long ago? You doing all right? Hey, how are you doing? Have some people to hold you accountable. You want a healthy soul? 
Get friends. I'm not talking about acquaintances. There's a difference between acquaintances and friends. I'm talking about real friends. People you know you can confide in. If you don't have somebody, you can get somebody today in church. That's why we talk about that minute mingle. Turn around and say hi to 20 people. I know we like to have a good time, but really, we want you to connect with somebody because life is not meant to be lived alone, but life is meant to be lived in relationships, having people around you to pick you up when you're down. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, Verses 9 through 12, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other, but pity any who falls and there's no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Something powerful when you have somebody next to you defending you and fighting with you. You're not in this life by yourself. God didn't create you to live life alone. Maybe it's 2017. 2017 is starting. You're saying, Alex, I'm by myself. I don't have people that I can get, be accountable to. We talk about connect groups all the time. And, and this is why I'm a huge believer in connect groups. Okay, because in life, you cannot do this walk alone. We're all on a journey, and you need people alongside of you to help you. We're all going to go through marital issues. We're all going to go through temptation issues. We're all going to go through bad times, anxious times, stressful times. But you get around a community of people to say, you know what, I need you next to me. They will be there to pray for you, to pick you up, and to say, you know what, you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. God has called you. His hand is upon you. Get up and keep going in Jesus' name. <laughs> Who's your friend? Who is your friend? Who do you have in your life as a solid relationship to say, you know what, this is the man and woman of God that I'm going to do life with, my friend, my brother, my sister, and we're doing this together. And when I need prayer, I'm going to call you, and, and when you need prayer, call me. And we're going to do this together. We're going to make sure we have a healthy soul from here on out. You know why? Because your family needs you. Your spouse needs you. Your son, your daughter needs you. People around you, they need you to be healthy on the inside. I was listening to a pastor recently big pastor up in North Carolina and recently uh, lost his church and he, he did a podcast on things that he could have done better in his life and one of the main things that he did and it just it got me so good he said I need a better community I, I talked about it a lot from a platform but I didn't have it in my life I, I'm not saying this as four points and I hope you just don't write them down and we close our notebooks and we sing a last song and we go home I'm telling you this because I'm living through this. I want better relationships in my life. People that I can be accountable to. I want people to hold me up. And I want people to ask me the tough questions. I want people all up in my business because I need it. I want to be healthy for 2017. I want to be healthy for 2025 and 2035. And as long as God has me here, I want to be healthy. Your family needs you healthy. Get some healthy people in your life. Get a man or a woman of God. Get a leader around you and say, hey, I need you to hold me accountable. I want relationships in my life. Ask me how my marriage is doing. Ask me how I'm treating my wife. Ask me how I'm treating my kids. God made us to live in a relationship. You have a heavy soul today. You walked in restless. You walked in burdened. Can I tell you that's not how God made you to live? Take some rest this year. Take a break this year. Get some responsibility and start serving somebody. Put some restrictions in your life and start using the word no. Get some relationships and get some people around you really close that can hold you accountable so we can live the way God has called us to live.
And I believe that 2017 can be the best year of our lives yet. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, with eyes closed and heads bowed for privacy and concentration, if we could close our eyes and bow our heads. If you're in here today and it's your first time, second time, maybe somebody invited you and you're saying, Alex, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to do. As I said at the beginning, it starts with a relationship with Jesus. These four elements are great. They're going to help you in 2017. But first and foremost, you need a relationship with God. Sin came to corrupt the picture of what God had planned and ordained. And you and I, were sinners. All of us have sinned. No perfect person in this place. All of us have failed God in one way or another. We've all lied. We've all cheated. We've all thought bad things. We've done bad things. Relationship with God is not religion. It's, it's trusting Him and loving Him that He provided an answer for our sin. Yes, we've sinned. Yes, we've failed. You're not by yourself in here. You don't have to carry around guilt and shame for the rest of your life. We've all been there. But the Bible says that God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came and he took all of your sin, my sin, all of our shame, all of our guilt, all of our flaws, our failures, put them on his shoulders, and Jesus carried them to a cross where he died for you and I. You and me could never pay for our own sins, but Jesus paid it for us. The Bible says he died on that cross, then he went into the grave, and he was in a grave for three days. But after three days, he resurrected from the grave. Sin could not defeat him and the grave couldn't hold him down. Jesus, he's alive today. And he's offering you a brand new beginning. He's offering you forgiveness of sins. Today, you can start brand new in life. If you want a healthy soul, it begins with a relationship with God. If you want the peace of God, you first must make peace with God. It begins with a relationship with Jesus. To say, I'm a sinner. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow it is promised for no one. Today in this auditorium, if you're in the overflow, if you're watching online, or if you're listening on the radio, I'm going to count to three in a moment. When I count to three, I believe hands are going to go up all across this place. And you're saying, I need a relationship with Jesus. Today I want to start brand new. I need forgiveness of sins. I want to say a quick prayer for you, and then we'll make our way out of here. With every eye closed, every head bowed for a moment of privacy, if that's you, I just want to see you acknowledge that you can put it right back down. At the count of three, you raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand as high as you can, as high as you can, as high as you can. I see you all here to my left. I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. I see you back there. I see you, I see you, I see you. Here in the middle, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I see you, I see you. Great move, great move, great move. To my right, I see you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you back there. God bless you. Amazing. Anybody else, you raise your hand. Come on. It's not too late. You raise your hand. I see you. God bless you. Anybody else? You raise your hand all across this auditorium. I see you back there, bro. That's the best move you can make. Awesome. Anybody else? God bless you. I see you too. Amazing. Anybody else? You raise your hand. You're saying, I'm joining the family. Amazing. Thank you, God. Thank you for all these hands that went up. Thank you for people that are making decisions to start brand new today. All of you who raise your hand, I'm going to say a simple prayer. What we're doing through this prayer is putting our faith and our trust in Jesus. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Talk to God. He's here right now. All of us, we're going to repeat it out loud. The whole church, we're going to say it with you. Say this out loud with me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins. And on the third day, 
you resurrected. Come on, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I am saved, I'm healed, and I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, and amen. Come on, church. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.